subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. Oh, my goodness. Give me some sugar, little honeybee. Classic Tom Petty. Stuff. Wildflowers, isn't it? I think that was on Wildflowers. Was that the album, Kellen? I don't know. I lose track after Full Moon Fever. To me, that's the definitive album. Is this the 30th anniversary of uh, Wildflowers this year? Might have been 95. Let's do a quick Google search. Like I said, I lose track after Full Moon Fever. That's the definitive Tom Pelton album. November 1st, 1994 was Wildflowers. So, yes, later this year. You don't know how it feels to be me. That was the song, the first single off. Ah, okay, yeah. I've definitely heard that. Which is true. You don't know how it feels to be me. How could you? No one does. It's one nothing UBC, 4-10 left in the first period at Claire Drake Arena, and the Bears just flubbed a two-on-one and could not tie it up. So one nothing for UBC. The scoreboard updated for Cougar Payne Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. AHL action. The Bakersfield Condors now leading Texas 4-3 in the final minute of the second period at Rogers Place. Six and a half left in the first. Hitman 3, Oil Kings nothing. 780-496-0063. What do you have for me, Kellen? Uh, some uh, response uh, from having the BCHL commissioner on in the last half hour there. Uh, Dan texts in and says that uh, he prefaces the test by saying he's a Spruce Grove Saints guy. Uh, asks, are ticket prices going to change? He's willing to pay a couple bucks more for the games he goes to next year. Well, I guess I'm not the guy to ask. <laughs> I, I, I know what he, he means. Uh, he said, Sorry, he goes to Saints games? Yes. Well, hopefully we'll have somebody on uh, from the Saints in the next, uh, well, two to four weeks, perhaps. I think, obviously, right now they're letting the, the commissioners talk to me today, which is good. I think we might hear from some individual teams down the road. I, I don't know how the business side, I don't know if they're going to say, well, it's still junior A hockey, but it's better junior A hockey than it was before. Will it be? I mean, there will still be bad teams and stuff like that, uh, but there will be a lot of uh, games between the Ozil Alberta team. So I, I don't know if teams are going to raise their ticket rights, but you, he puts that out there and if anybody's listening they're going to be like oh well, Dan will pay more I wonder how many other people will right Bears are shorthanded again by the way mm-hmm. and we got one more quickly in here from Ryan who texts in he says great move by these teams involved in this transition over to the BCHL he's looking forward to seeing what next season brings for all of these teams and, and most of all it's uh, he wraps up by saying the kids are going to benefit or, or benefit the most by this move get out from the tire fire that is Hockey Canada and do their own thing. Well, I understand that sentiment. And and is this not the history of junior hockey? I mean, how did the WHL form, right? I mean, leagues change. Leagues go renegade and do things their own way. I, I do think... Look, I, I want to support the AJHL. I, I hope it survives and thrives. Um, but I also support the, the right of these teams to say, well, we can maybe we want to play in the league we want and, and, and do it a different way. I, I know with, with Steve Cochran in the last half hour, I kind of asked him, you know, this is a version of conflict, and a lot of times one side wins or the other. He's, he said he doesn't see it that way. I still wonder, though, if in perhaps five years there will be a clear path for junior A hockey and one side will have quote unquote one out over the other and I realize I'm probably making it a little too black and white by saying that and if and if you listen to my show over the years you probably know that 
I, I recognize there are a lot of gray areas and a lot of things, but but I just wonder if five years, maybe even five to ten, it's going to be, this is now the way junior hockey is, and it's all because the five Alberta teams left the AJHL. That, that That's the biggest pebble that was thrown in the pond to cause the ripples that could last for several hockey seasons and, and maybe create something new. I'm, I'm just wondering that. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to get to? Yeah, Keith texts in and says, I'm glad someone is taking an interest in what's going on with the BCHL and the AJHL. If you didn't, we wouldn't be, or we would be sitting in the dark about this and we would be making our decision on this, which would probably be the wrong one. Keep up the good work and thank you for doing this and covering this. This is from Keith. Well, Keith, that means a lot to me. Thank you very much. Well, let's get the AJHL side of it. Uh, If you didn't know, both these interviews were, because of their schedules, I recorded them earlier today. That's how it goes sometimes, but they're just as relevant either way. Uh, Ryan Bartoshik is the commissioner of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Ryan, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm I'm all right. It's Friday, Reed. It's all good. Yeah, uh, you've been a busy man. Thanks for taking the time to do this. And uh, I I know it's been, uh, I guess, January 20th. This kind of all started going public i I guess i kind of want to start there that's when the bchl said hey these teams are joining next season was that a surprise to you was that was the timing a surprise i just wondering how you felt when the bchl went public with that yeah for us i mean as you mentioned january 20th we were put in a position that ultimately required us to seek additional clarity and then really initiated a process for us that we had to do our due diligence and um through the next few days just get some clarity on on conflicting statements so it seemed to me it just from being a, a you know an outsider and following stuff that there had been rumors about ajhl teams doing this before you know that that maybe you know this team might leave this team might leave you know had there been those types of open discussions about teams going or you know or was this totally a blind side for the league well i mean for us there's there's always rumors and rumblings and you know i can think back um when i started in this league 15 years ago there's there's notions of of teams leaving and and things developing so um you know there's noise out there uh for sure but again for us what we had to do is really determine um what was true, what wasn't, and, and really get clarity on the situation. And I, I guess the question would be, how did that clarity eventually come about? Well, for us, I mean, like I said, that that initiated a process internally. Um, from there, we had to work through our bylaws and regulations, and um, that that process really ultimately provided those teams with the opportunity for clarity and um and what that process was going to do was provide opportunities for those teams and their athletes to to be part of a league but um you know unfortunately they made a choice uh 12 days later to to join a different league and for us uh now the focus is on moving forward with with our 11 core teams the one question i want to be sure to ask you because you've probably heard this criticism and and, you know even my colleague rob brown when we've discussed this has brought it up when these five teams were told okay we're going to cancel some games and you can play each other and then we'll see what happens there was this sense well why punish the players and take away games from them even if the owners and managers want to do something else How, how do you respond to that criticism yeah, for us and um, 
working through that process and and providing those five teams still the opportunity to to play each other uh, was important. But from our perspective, and obviously there's a lot of emotion in the game, and and that's a great thing. And unfortunately, sometimes that spills out outside the game. Um, but for us, you know, there was there was significant concerns from a safety con- perspective. Um, having those 11 teams participate against the five teams. Uh, again, concern within our room as far as being able to um, ultimately enforce potential consequences of, of on-ice actions with teams that uh, potentially would no longer be part of our league and, and in our system. So um, again, we were working through that process internally that would have provided opportunities for those uh, teams moving forward and for those players. But again, uh, the decisions of those five teams really put us in that situation to, uh, again, go through our process. And um, at the end of the day, they made a choice. And, and for us, it's it's um, important to move on and, and forward with, with our group right now. Brian Bartoshik joining us at Inside Sports, Commissioner of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. So what what does this mean now for the 11 teams who are, who are left in the league? I mean, you've lost a significant um, chunk of your membership. You know, how does this sort of change the, the season structure, the whole feeling around this season? You know what? I mean, given given the past 12 days and, and having some pretty frank conversations with, with our group. Um, honestly, Reed, there's, there's a, there's a high level of excitement among our group. Um, we've been very appreciative of the support, support within the system, support from partners, communities, our sponsors. Um, and right now we're just going through the process of understanding what the rest of our season looks like, uh, what our playoff season looks like, uh, the ability to crown a um, inner pipeline cup champion, the ability to put a team in the national championship, uh, all pieces that we're really excited about. And for myself, just understanding where our group is at and, and kind of feeling that excitement and passion from their communities is is certainly um, a good feeling. Uh, but with that said, there's also been a ton of support from communities beyond um, our existing 11 right now and communities across the country and again various stakeholders uh supporting the alberta junior hockey league and um you know calls emails of communities and groups inquiring about what it takes to be part of the alberta junior hockey league is a good thing again at some point uh we'll, we'll get there as a league but for us right now it's it's focusing on the 11 um that are going to participate here to to crown an ajhl champion well, I'm glad you brought that up that, you know, there's a support for the AJHL and for the way junior hockey is structured. But I guess I have to ask the other side of that question, Ryan, is that, you know, an entire province chose to leave that umbrella of Hockey Canada and, and the Canadian Junior A Hockey League and some teams now are leaving your league. Does does this need their, like, is does this spur some evolution or change though, or some introspection for lack of a better word for junior a hockey because like is it time to adapt i guess maybe is what i'm saying yeah i mean there's you're always you're always evolving as a league read and and i think um understanding what you're communicating and and why you're doing something is important and and ultimately recognizing if, if those are the real reasons um for us 
waking up today, our league is still about providing opportunities as it was yesterday, as it was, you know, 60 years ago for, for the Alberta Junior Hockey League's first season. So um, it still comes down to opportunities. It still comes down to the relationships you build. Um, it still comes down to saying what, what you're going to say and, and doing uh, what you're going to say. Um, and for us, yes, there's constant evolution. There's constant evolution in the game, in society, but uh, understanding and, and for us looking in the mirror, understanding how we can continue to provide great opportunities for our athletes um, and more specifically how we work with our partners here in Alberta and providing those Alberta athletes with opt opportunities is, is important. So um, the game has changed. That there's no denying that society has changed but for us again uh moving forward here understanding where we're at understanding the opportunities we'll, we still provide are, are important is there concern that this is going to happen in other provinces or with other alberta teams quite frankly for us i mean right now we're we're 11 strong and, and like i said um interests in other uh interest from other communities across the province to be to be part of this league so uh i believe we're a desirable landing spot not only for communities and, and athletes but uh again a certain level of, excite of excitement amongst our group here moving forward well ryan thanks for giving us your perspective on this uh i, I know it's been uh, a difficult uh, a couple of weeks and and uh and you've had a lot of requests from people like me so thanks for using this form as a show to get your message out is there anything that i i didn't ask that you feel would be important for you to say to the listeners tonight no i mean we're 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 focused here on on moving forward and and continuing to strengthen relationships and, and create new ones and again appreciative of all the support um from our stakeholders uh to date here and uh excited for the remainder of the rest of the season all right that is ryan bartoshik the commissioner of the alberta junior hockey league just that so i was talking to somebody kellett sorry there are people here who want to mingle with me you are the mingling type of person. I am I'm the mingling type, especially when I'm on campus. Thanks, Angie. Uh, so that's Ryan Bartoshik. So you heard from both commissioners tonight. It was important to me to get both, uh, you know, sides of what's going on here. So, you know, Ryan says, hey, these teams have left. We're, we have 11 teams that are committed. We have other communities who maybe want to get involved with the league. We'll see what happens there. Like I said, this I think this story, the impact of this story, the impact of these teams leaving is going to go on for quite a while. It's first intermission here at Claire Drake Arena. UBC leading the Golden Bears 1-0. Golden Bears uh, goaltender Jake Bennett joins me now. Jake, how are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. It's nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, uh, too. How, is this your first year at the Bears? How long uh, have you been here? Th this is my fourth year at the Bears. You're already your fourth year? Yeah, already my fourth year. My God, I thought you were a new guy. <laughs> nope, nope. I mean, uh, been the third string goalie for quite a while, but uh, it's nice to be with them for the four years. So. Okay. What do you like most about being a Golden Bear? Oh, it's uh, first off, the fans. If you can, if you are here in the arena right now, you would see it's a packed crowd, and they're all coming out to support us, and you can't thank them enough. I'd probably say that's probably the best feeling ever when they're all cheering for us after we score a big goal. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Fort Saskatchewan. Did you come to Bears games as a kid? I did. I came to a couple games, and that's when you see, like, I want to play here one day, and when you can actually play here, it's a dream come true. So how'd you get recruited? I was playing junior hockey out in BC, and the pandemic hit. I kind of said, I want to go play some hockey and go do my university career. I asked uh, Stan Marple for a tryout, and I worked my off and 
I made the team kind of as a walk-on, and here I am now. So oh. I think hard work pays off. That's a great story. Um, what are you studying? I'm studying immunology and infection. So oh, all wow. the viruses that inspired and inspired by the pandemic? <laughs> yes, a little bit, a little bit. Oh. Yeah, okay. a little bit. What's happening next? What are we going to do about it? Interesting. Uh, next time, <laughs> yeah, so. Well, well no, that's, what, yeah, I just, I yeah, yeah. that's what you're thinking. Maybe you're not. Uh, anyway, uh, I understand you've been doing some fundraising. What's going on there? Yeah, so we're fundraising for the Stollard Children's Hospital Foundation. And uh, we kind of, last year we raised uh, $6,000 for them. And this year we're close to $1,000. And. And we're trying to give every kid a long li- live a long life and make them healthy. So that's what we're kind of doing. And all the bears are coming together, trying to give those kids a long life. And, yeah, it's going pretty well. Well, good for you. What inspired you to do that? Uh, what inspired me was uh, my girlfriend was in the children's hospital once before. And so I kind of want to, we kind of wanted to give back. And I said, well, I can use my platform as a Bears athlete to give back to all the kids or give back to the people who helped her. And they do such a great job, so that's why I did it. Okay, well that's incredible. How can how can people help? Is there a uh, website or what? Yeah, do they do? so they can. We're called Power Play Goals for Change, and you can go on our website and you can either pledge per Power Play goal or you can do a one-time donation. So that's Power Play Goals for Change, and you can look us up on Instagram at PP Goals for Change. Power Play Goals for Change. PP yeah. Goals for Change on Instagram. Okay. Uh, Jake, this is a big series for you guys, isn't it? I mean, UBC, they, they've come in here with a, with a lot of firepower. Oh, yeah. All right. They swept us, uh, I think, our first weekend, and so we didn't like that, and we kind of want to come back and take our little revenge, and it's a big weekend to move up in the standings as well. Okay. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, too. All the best uh, in your continued schooling and career with the Golden Bears, and uh, good for you for uh, helping out the Staller as well. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. That is Golden Bears goaltender Jake Bennett, Inside Sports is live at Claire Drake. Back to wrap it up. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. That is indeed the name of the program. 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have? A few text messages on uh, both the interviews with both uh, the AJHL and BCHL commissioners here. I'll start with Ron from Lloyd. He says, what I don't understand is why the five teams can't finish the league this year. Everyone starts fresh in September. It's the players that suffer no matter how you look at it. Understand why they want to leave because Hockey Canada has had some questionable actions as we have all heard around the payoffs over the years. That's from Ron from Lloyd. Well, I asked Ryan why they couldn't keep playing. He said player safety issues and and handing out discipline. I, I somebody heard the clip I played on the afternoon news and got in touch with me and said, "Reed, I don't I don't like that explanation." So you'll have your own opinion on it, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Kevin in Edmonton texts in and says that he listened to the uh, interview with the AJHL commissioner, and is it just me, or does it seem like the commissioner is towing a party line, but not really expressing much confidence in what he's saying? That's Kevin in Edmonton. Well, I think there is has to be an alignment with what Hockey Canada would want publicly, sure. Yeah. Ryan not in a dozer uh, texts in tonight and says when Good you guy. when you asked uh, the, that commissioner why they moved from Hockey Canada his first response was it's good for business they want to essentially run this new league like a business and line their pockets nothing good will come of this it is going to be, make an expensive sport even more expensive that's Ryan not in the dozer 
Uh, well, like I said, there's going to be continued fallout. I, I I don't think they're they're hiding the fact that they want to make money. <laughs> For sure. And they think better hockey uh, will make them more money. I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one more last one here that just texted in uh, said, Reed, the CHL is like the federal government. They want everybody under their thumb. I agree with the BCHL commissioner. So, Well, that would be Hockey Canada, not the CHL, but okay. Uh, the Elks this week with Morley Scott airs tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m. on 6.30. Chad, he'll be joined by S, uh, Elks offensive coordinator Jarius Jackson about working with new starting quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson and more. The Elks this week with Morley Scott tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m. on The Voice of the Elks. 6.30, Chet. Okay. Well, it was a fun week. Monday, I'm doing Oilers Now in- Inside Sports. Will I have the stamina? We'll see. I'll be here, too. one nothing. UBC leading the U of A. They're about to come out for the second period. Thanks to Angie Quinnell for setting up on site here. Claire Drake, you're wonderful. Kellen Kennedy's the studio producer. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. My name's Reed. Have a great weekend.